The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, airlines have called for urgent action as Dublin Airport had to suspend flight operations for 30 minutes last night as a result of the drone activity in the area. You've been hearing about it on the news. And also you heard Michael O'Leary, the chief executive of Ryanair, saying it's unacceptable that hundreds of passengers had to again suffer disruptions and diversions. Uh, We're joined now by two people. Um, We're joined by Kevin Byrne, retired uh, lieutenant colonel and uh, airport and safety auditor. We'll talk to him in a few moments. But first of all, Graham. McQueen, DAA spokesperson. Good morning, Graeme. Good morning, Pat. Can you tell us about the extent of the disruption last evening? Yeah, so look, it's really frustrating to again be talking about drone disruption. Last night we had to pause operations for around half an hour, around half past six, because of confirmed drone sightings uh, around the airfield. Um, as I say, there was a suspension for about half an hour. That led to three flights being diverted, and obviously there was a knock-on effect for other flights which had to circle, other flights which were delayed coming into Dublin. So another big inconvenience for our passengers, um, and, and hopefully we can get to the end of this very soon. We need to take drones away as an issue at Dublin Airport and we need to be able to stop talking about it. What happens to flights that are diverted? Do they simply land somewhere uh, and then hold on the tarmac and then go to Dublin Airport or do they disgorge passengers who then have to take a bus? Generally, the way is that they would divert to last night, one of them diverted to Belfast International and two diverted to Shannon. And in those cases, they sat on the tarmac. They wait until they can get a flight back to Dublin. So because we were able to open operations again within 30 minutes, the delay was quite short, which is which is good. Um, but it's still, it's regrettable. Those passengers were inconvenienced, certainly in one of the cases that were only coming from the UK. So their flight time was added to considerably because of that drone uh, disruption last night. Uh, Who pays for the additional costs attached to diversions like this? The cost would fall on on the airline, sadly. So, uh, but look, there's a knock-on cost for everyone involved in that. It disrupts our operation. We 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 like to get things free flowing. That's how we work. You know, flights coming in and out every few minutes. So, when there's any disruption, obviously there's a knock-on to to all operators. Now, the question of what to do uh, about it, uh, clearly deterrence is needed so that people know, for example, one of my colleagues remarked that nobody would dare smoke in an aircraft toilet anymore because the consequences are so dire. Uh, The aircraft may land, uh, someone will be arrested, hauled off uh, to a a prison in perhaps (laughs) some not so friendly territory, but that's what will happen. Um, What about uh, people who commit these drone offences? What is the deterrent? Well, I think the deterrent is clear. There, there is there, there are two people going through the process of being charged at the moment for offences within the last 12 months. And we'd like to see harsh penalties um, put down on anyone who is found guilty. And, uh, you know, those people are still to come before the court. So we need to be careful what we say. But anyone found guilty of flying a drone near Dublin Airport, we'd like to see a harsh penalty um, put down on them. That would send a message that this practice is not acceptable. It's dangerous. If you fly a drone near Dublin Airport, you're putting people's lives at risk is leading to massive inconvenience for people so we need to send a strong message what is the maximum penalty at the moment the maximum penalty at the moment is jail time of a few years. Um, in the UK, it's much much stricter. You can get up to seven years in prison in the UK. So um, I think 
we need to look at these harsh penalties for anyone who is found guilty. Um, I think it's a dangerous practice, but I would make the point that it is a statewide issue. For the moment, they're targeting Dublin airports. Nothing to say that tomorrow or next week it won't be one of our other airports. You know, we hold big events in Ireland all the time as well, big state events. We're, we're talking about bringing Joe Biden to Ireland, for example. So these are events that we need to have the ability to take drones down out of the sky. We don't have that ability at the moment, and that's what we need to work with government on to make sure that we get it and we can stop these drone disruptions. Now, when you go online and Google, uh, you can find um, uh, lots of ads for such technology. Uh, the technology that will capture the drone, um, you know, override its own radio signals and literally be able to land the drone and therefore confiscate it. Um, so is that the kind of technology you're looking at? Yeah, that's the type of technology that they would have in the UK airports, for example. People will, a lot of your listeners will know there were issues at, at Gatwick in particular a few years ago. They have a system in place now whereby the Met control the drone detection system. If a drone comes near the airport, they can, they can effectively seize control of that in the sky and bring it down safely. At the moment, the technology is out there to allow this kind of thing to happen, but we don't have the legislation in place in Ireland to allow us or anyone else to do that. So we'd like to see that change we need the legislation and then we need to give the power to a state agency to be able to control that type of technology and that would stop all these disruptions that we're seeing at the moment now what's the minister saying is the minister promising this because it now it seems it's not a technological problem it's a political problem yeah, look, we've had, we've had good engagement with the minister as recently as this morning, based on the events of last night. The minister's committed to fixing this, um, and we're hoping it's going to be weeks and not years. Um, so I think everyone involved in aviation, everyone involved with transport in Ireland wants to see this issue fixed. So we just need to follow through on that and make it happen as soon as possible. Now, I know you wouldn't say this, but I can probably say it. Your message is get the finger out, minister. Well, look, I think we all want this problem addressed. Um, the sooner we do it, the better, because we've seen six instances of drone disruption in the last number of weeks. This has to stop. We need the message to get out there that it's unacceptable. If you do do it, you're going to get a harsh penalty when you face the courts, which and the guards are following up on all these incidents, and they're having good success in catching these people. So we, we all need to work together to get to the solution whereby drones are no longer an issue. And even if it's a child, they have to face the consequences. Well, look, uh, I think anybody can buy a drone at the moment. I think we, we have a, a process in place in Ireland where you're meant to register a drone. I think I've, I've seen figures around 95% of the hundreds of thousands of drones that are in Ireland are not registered. So I think that's probably something that needs to be looked at as well. We need to maybe get a bit stricter on that. So, But fundamentally, we need to keep drones away from airports. We need to stop these disruptions for our passengers. Spokesperson for the DA, Gray McQueen. Thank you very much. Thanks, Pat. Now, Kevin Byrne, a retired Lieutenant Colonel and Airport and Safety Auditor, has been listening to that. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Here we go again. Here we go again, because as Graeme pointed out, the technology is there. Um, have you come across it in other jurisdictions? Indeed, yes. I was just looking, believe it or not, at a video. Um, first of all, I was in uh, close to Dublin Airport last evening. I was in the IKEA car park just south of the active runway, which was 1-0. Aircraft were departing, heading to the east because the wind was coming from the Irish Sea. And about uh, two hours later, this man parks his car somewhere near the perimeter and takes out a drone and decides to disrupt the uh, operations of the airport, causing three to 
three diversions, as we said. But this has happened again in the, in the different countries. Uh, in Gatwick, uh, Heathrow and Manchester, as Graham has mentioned, and Stansted. And they're all protected now because they decided to do something quickly about it. The equipment is made and can be uh, got in places like Germany, Israel and the States because they have uh, sensitive uh, installations that have to be protected. And really, we have to get into the same space now because it's going on far too long, as far as I can see. Now, I, I googled uh, the other day about this, and sure enough, I saw equipment that is advertised, which anyone can buy, which suggests that you can capture the radio frequency of the drone and then land the drone, destroy it, confiscate it, whatever you want, but you can stop the activity. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Why has this equipment not been deployed anyway? Is there some, you know, the way the guards have the, the, the power yes. to take a scrambler bike from a young fellow who's yes. going yes. over playing pitches in a public park? But they tend not to do it because they're going to catch them. But this Indeed. technology should allow us to catch the drones. Absolutely. But just in passing, I understand the statutory instrument, the secondary legislation covering the use of drones, actually allows the Garda Sheikhana to detain a drone if they suspect there's a breach of the law. So even while we're waiting for some more substantial legislation, they can do that now if they can catch the, uh, the miscreant at work, so to speak, after dark near Dublin Airport. But you're looking really at a, an, an enclosed system, a system that is total control. Uh, as I mentioned, it's, it's on sale now. You can buy it and it has been bought. You need uh, something that will protect um, airports, in, in our case, or seaports or prisons or the White House or whatever it might be. It includes a small local radar, a CCTV, a listening device, and it can uh, have signals that block the, the reception from the pilot who's flying the drone. And it'll also, if it's autonomous, will cancel out the GPS signal to it. And finally, you have a direction finder which tells us the point from which the signal is being flown. So this is all stuff that's available. can be fixed in a vehicle, which is, uh, you know... Uh, easily got in the airport or it can be fixed on a building if it's a permanent mm. feature and that's what they've done in the UK as far as I can tell. Now w one of the issues of course is you mentioned there that uh, the person who flew the drone last evening may have been uh, uh, someone who imagines themselves to be a plane spotter or something like that yes. and they park up on, on the back road uh, surrounding that's the airport. That's what they do. So harder than I mean in theory, the battery life would be, what, 20 minutes on a drone? And yes, then you might yes. have a spare battery pack, so that gives you uh, 40 minutes, perhaps. But if the guy then uh, gets the drone to automatically come back to his car, puts yeah. it in the boot, and off he goes. That's right. But, but the point I made yesterday, having observed the departure of aircraft off runway 10, is this. The airport is well served by, by roads. There is only a certain number of locations from which you can park, and it's after dark, it's after 6.30 in the evening. Unload your drone and take off again. You know, that can be patrolled, as I mentioned before, by the marked or unmarked cars or even a Garda Shikon on a motorbike. In other words, there's only so many points that you can do it from. They can be identified using the various excellent charts and maps they have about the airport, and they can be patrolled between the darkness hours, maybe half six until sort of half eleven at night, because the airport more or less closes down after midnight indeed. So it's it's not impossible in the short term. We don't have to wait for the six months for the legislation that the minister is bringing before the House in that regard. We have enough you know, um, laws on the statute books to do it now. It is an offence to fly a drone in and around an airport within five kilometres. We haven't seemed to enforce it now. And outside the airport is a matter for the Garda Sheikhana. Inside the operators of this protective equipment, I think, would be the airport police or yeah. someone similar. Uh, Graham was suggesting that uh, the statutory uh, requirements are not there. They will need to pass a law uh, to allow this kind of interference. 
with uh, someone's private that, that property. That could be the case. I can't believe, though, this is not an emergency, but it could be. And the point I've made time and time again is the fact that if one of these things is, is, is um, in collision with an aircraft, either coming into land in the normal way or departing the runway like that, we've got a very, a very serious situation. We're endangering lives, and that is an emergency situation. And I think legislation could be pushed through quite yeah. quickly in that regard. We don't have to put up with this. We've done it now on six occasions, and the seventh should not take place. Yeah. Now, Air Force One may be coming to town. <laughs> you probably heard. Indeed. It would be deeply embarrassing if a, a, a drone was buzzing Air, Air Force One. And I imagine Absolutely. that the Americans would have systems uh, to deal with that yeah. eventuality. In fact, they do. I, I know for a fact because I was speaking to an air defence expert in Shannon when the Air Force One came in uh, with uh, President Bush many years ago like that, and he said the suppression based on the aircraft actually interferes with surface radars and uh, surface-to-air radars, so it's got remarkably strong jamming, jamming capabilities. I, I did expect for an aircraft so well protected. All right, uh, Kevin, we shall see how quickly the Minister acts. I believe he's going into meetings this morning uh, to talk about this. But Michael O'Leary, as you heard, very colourfully saying if this was a a blockage to a cycle lane in Renala, the Minister would be on it like a hot what. Uh, But uh, (laughs) given that he doesn't like aviation anyway, even when he'll travel on St. Patrick's Day long haul, uh, even he doesn't like aviation, so he's not bothered. I don't think that's true about him. But he is a bit tardy on this one. There's no question uh, about it. Kevin Byrne, a retired Lieutenant Colonel, Airport and Safety Auditor. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.